What's up, everyone? Welcome to episode 3 of the Mandatory Codec, a podcast from the Metal Gear Speedrunning community. As we wrap up 2020 into 2021, and my guest is Mayu. How's it going, Mayu? Hey, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Again, uh, a little bit nervous. I tend to forget how to... I tend to forget how to speak English when I'm nervous, so sorry for that in advance. <laughs> what was your favorite runs from um, just the past year? Mm. Um, from past year? I mean, one of my favorites, and it's not just because I was involved, but for real, was the MGS2 to player one controller run, which Apache and I did. I mean, it's cool, even if it was like, for example, Limes and Platonic or Limes and Apache or something like that. It's mm -hmm. just cool to see two players really come together and play the game on one controller. And it's really hard. We played on very easy and it's still really hard to do because you have to coordinate with your partner. If you see he presses a button wrong, you have to adjust to that one. Yeah, I saw so some of really the cool. I saw some of the streams you guys were doing and it was like sometimes I have trouble even just doing it by myself and then seeing you yeah, guys just going you're... through it. Yeah. Like yeah. how long did that take until you guys were comfortable? Like how how funny was the practice? Enough, uh, funny enough, it just felt natural for both of us. Uh we just one day we were just like, Hey come on, we're just doing to play one controller now mm -hmm. out of fun. We were talking about it before. Then we were like, okay, we are doing it now. And even our first run was a 107 or something like that. So not too bad. And Ooh. when we got into UKSG, which is a smaller like UK marathon, mm -hmm. we had like 30 or 40 practice runs where all of our resets also came into play to that. So I guess we had like 15 finished runs. Who? How did you guys decide who's going to do movement and who's going to do like action? Um, basically, he had really bad trouble with his wrist back then, and turbo mm -hmm. wasn't a thing. So we directly said he is going for the movement, and I will do, like, I will do the other stuff because I don't want his wrist to be completely dumped after that. Uh, I would imagine the like the right hand is more is more difficult to get used to it than the left. Is that true? Um, I wouldn't directly say it's more difficult to get used to. We did not try it the other way around because his movement is way, uh, it's way cleaner than mm -hmm. mine anyway. So it was also felt kind of natural to let the guy who played the game way longer do the movement because he's better at it. Right, but the movement part—it's um, like you're always you're always sticking to your like. There's no there's not much timing involved in coordination on movement, right? Where like if you're controlling the action buttons. Like, all the coordination is siding with you. You have to anticipate, like, every single movement going on, right? Uh, sure, I really had to I really had to be glued to the screen and adjust if I saw that he, mm -hmm. like, made a left turn a bit earlier, for example. Right, right. But it still felt natural, and he also had to react to stuff I do. For example, we use the D-pad in some areas because it's just, it gives us a cleaner line. Mm -hmm. And it's n not that risky than using analog. So um, he also had to adjust to me when I do my card wheel. He instantly had to swap to the T-pad and had to swap back when I did the second one. So it's not just I have to react to everything he does, but also the other way around. Hmm. So how? what was some of the harder areas you, you had to learn? Uh, one, of, of course, Harrier. It's a hard it's hard if you do it yourself. Mm. This is why we were sticking to a pretty easy and 
I mean, I would say it's like kind of, it's pretty slow how we did it, but it was working out for us. So we were going for for a 2 plus 6, but mm -hmm. with a little, but not the complete 2 plus 6, which, um, where you do all the overhead shots and so on. You, we were just like put uh, after the first shots, we were go we will go to our place and just like shoot him once he flew over our head. Okay, make it a bit easier because let's uh let's go in a little di different direction real quick okay i always hear this two plus six one plus five three plus three eight plus nine harriers strategy what what is this what is this number configuration what does this mean break it down for people who have no <laughs> idea what this is <laughs> yeah um the first number is um before the Harrier, uh, before you can shoot the Harrier for the first time, the first number just dictates how many shots you are putting into this area before. So the hardest to do, at least in my opinion, is the 5 plus 1, just mm -hmm. because you have to be so precise and you have to measure shots and still be precise with it to get the 5 plus 1 in. Your turns have to be on point. Mm -hmm. And um, for other variations like the 2 plus 6, which I mentioned, or the 3 plus 6, you just shoot uh, three. You shoot three stingers mm -hmm. at the beginning before he flies away for the first time. And there, the only difficulty really is to look how many HP the Harrier has, because sometimes you get the high damage shot where you can just put two stingers in. Because the goal with the two plus six or three plus six mm -hmm. is that the Harrier won't go instantly into the die shots, so you can input more stingers into him. Okay, so the, the first number is how many you shoot at the beginning before he starts flying off, like, to the right, and then that's where the second yeah. number comes in? Yeah, exactly. The 5 plus 1, um, we use uh, the little flight path the Harrier takes before he goes into the die shots to mm -hmm. get another shot in. Okay, thanks for that explanation. Now, going back to the two-player, one-controller, do you guys have any... any incentive to kind of improve that time or are you guys done with it um at the moment we are quite done with it because um especially apache is going to he's playing three a lot again because as far as i heard he wants to he wants to get a fox on tuxedo run and he also wants to get the world record in european extreme back okay. and i'm just trying and i'm just doing my thing with mts2 right now but we planned another 2P1C run, which I'm not stating out yet which one it is, but we planned another one out. Ooh. And I really hope we and teaser. I really hope we go to this in the near future. Okay, oh Ankpa, thank you for the cheers. Uh so I'm gonna guess it's MGS3, oh. but uh but we'll see. Keep us guessing. So now every time like I do I speedruns. There isn't much left. It's either MGS3 or another <laughs> right, MGS2. Right, right. Yeah, Let's yeah. be honest with the two of us. That's true. Unless you guys just come out of nowhere and put a random other Metal Gear. MGS4 two-player one controller. Yeah. Out of nowhere. I just want to say, yeah, MGS4. Get in world record two-player one controller. <laughs> Let's go. Right here, right now. <laughs> now, oh, whenever like, I do speedruns, every time like a run dies or something horribly, I'll get mad at myself. Now, in two-player one controller, if one person messes up, did you guys ever get mad at each other? No, definitely not. We had uh, our fair share of problems with ladder glitch because I was inputting too fast. Mm -hmm. It was, I'm gonna say it was my mistake, but there was never that we got mad at each other. We would just laugh it up and be like, okay, let's try again. 
Okay, you got you guys have more patience than I do, because if if I was doing two player one controller and someone else messes up, I'd probably give them give them a stare, in the other direction for <laughs> I mean, for a little the, while. The, the stare was there when I uh, screwed up the ladder clip for the third time. <laughs> he was just looking at me and be like, "Just wait until I input left." I'm pretty sure. I input up. Yeah, I'm sure Apache was grinding his teeth at that point. <laughs> yeah, I guess also, but so, yes, even if. Even if it looks like he's not and we are shitting, yeah, shitting on yeah. each other a lot. Definitely. Uh, I mean, we've all been there. We are uh, nice people. What other what other stuff did you like from uh, Metal Gear Solid runs in 2020? When we go back to MGS3, one of my highlights definitely was the uh, tuxedo run. I saw it from the beginning how it all came together, which was really nice. And you also brought up some strats for him, if I remember correctly. I think like a couple, like one or two maybe, yeah. Yeah, and then seeing the run where he kept Fuck Sound all the way to Bike Chase, it was so nice to see. And this is definitely also one of my favorites. You know, I might have to challenge Apache to a race, tuxedo race, in MGS3 one of these days. Uh, I know for sure he wants to, one day he wants to do a race like that. No. And I would love to see it. Yeah, what makes Tuxedo, like, super difficult is, first of all, like, this is what I don't think people that don't run or don't really know how MGS3 works, how difficult it is running it on Euro Extreme with the Tuxedo. Because, one, it's game over if discovered. So it's not like any other Metal Gear games where you can just run through places and tank alerts and use rations and stuff like that. It's like, as soon as they see you, it's a game over. And with the Tux, your camo is horrible. So any slight movement the wrong direction any like misdirection for like a second it's, it's game over you're taking a continue and you're losing all that time and then you also are limited from you can't do cqc moves so it just shows like how difficult it is to, ha to just have even foxhound rank up to bike chase yeah i mean i tried normal euro myself i got up to the pain Mm -hmm. Um, Ocelot unit was a pain to do. I guess I needed like 50 attempts until I got through it like really slow. And then I just, I gave it up. Because mm. I couldn't cope with all the strats which I used in there. Hey Retro Andy, no problem. Uh, I, I think I did one attempt or a couple attempts and I got up to like... The warehouse, and I lost it, and I got frustrated and gave up. But I, I, I would challenge Apache one of these days to a to a race. Uh, so, anything else that you enjoyed from uh, twenty twenty? Mm, I really can't think of something else right now, except for me learning the game in general. Oh yeah, and one thing I just remembered that we finally have this wave of Metal Gear Mobile. Right. That started with, like, what's his name? Uh, DS-Mon? DS-Mon. Yeah, he was the yeah. first one, and I'm like... Because it, it always it occurred to me that it, it's not... You can't just uh, emulate the game. So no one really ran this before. And then all of a sudden, this guy comes out of nowhere, like, yeah, I'm just running Metal Gear Mobile on this Nokia phone. And now all of a sudden, like, Plywood did his run of... Metal Gear Mobile, and then I saw Jaguar King also have his Nokia phone, so like yeah. now there's all these people buying Nokia phones just to run Metal Gear Mobile. And I even asked my mom, because I have this Nokia, I had this Nokia phone myself, that was my first cell phone, 
Mm-hmm. And I asked my mom if we still have it, but she threw it away. And now oh. I'm just like really sad. But it, but it wouldn't work anymore. We would always have like all older phones we had on the backup in case any of our phones break. So someone can still reach us if something happens. Mm-hmm. But it's sadly, nah, it's not working anymore. So she threw it away. Okay, so you brought up a little history of yourself with the Nokia phone and mobile. Well, let's go back to how did you gain interest in the whole Metal Gear Solid series? Like, where did this start even before the speedrunning scene? Okay, before speedrunning. And right. now, don't don't blame my family or anyone. Mm-hmm. I started Metal Gear Solid when I was like five years old. Um, I have to admit, I'm one of the younger members in MGSR. Right. So, uh, when the games came out, I was therefore extremely young. Um, my first Metal Gear game was actually Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm-hmm. And um, I had an accident a while back and couldn't really walk and had to find a new hobby. Mm-hmm. And I knew, wait, I have a PS2, I have MGS2 and 3. Let's just, because my brother will always brag about how fast he is and how good he is at the game, I was like, hey, I don't have anything to do anyway. And I just crushed his times. So I basically had like this little speedrun competition before I even knew speedrunning was a thing. Mm-hmm. And that was on MGS2, you said? Did you ever get and into M- the same thing MGS2 with MGS2 and 3? Uh, and this um, is... I had the competitions in both games with him. Okay, this... He was more of... He... Go ahead. One was a bit of a meh, because we don't have a PS1 anymore at the time, and my PS2 had problems with uh, PS1 games, so mm-hmm. I couldn't really play it. Sometimes it would just be like, nope, not reading the disc now. Did so you, I would rather stick to 2 and 3. Did you then start playing 1 and 4 and 5 later, or did you just never get into those other games? Um, For uh, 5, I started it, but I never like finished it. Mm-hmm. I mean, cr- um, this isn't even too long ago. The first time I played 5 was like 2 years ago. Not even my own copy. It was the family-shared theme copy of, of my ex. And I couldn't finish it back then because, yeah, he's my ex. He took away the games when we <laughs> broke up, obviously. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, but now I got them my own, but mm. I never got to play them because I'm kind of fixated on MGS2 right now. Did you ever play one? Yep, I played one also a lot when we still had the PS1 there. Did you finish that one? Yeah, I finished it several times. Okay, and what about four? Did you ever play and finish it? No, no, I, I never even started the game because I never had a PS3. Uh, what about the uh, the <laughs> 2D games? Have you played any of those? Nope. Okay. So I was just... looking into Go- I was looking into Ghost Babel, mm-hmm. but even um, but I kind of I was always looking into it. It was like, shall I just get an emulator and try it? But then I was like, uh, nah, and was doing something else and forgot about it. So when did you start taking MGS2 speedrunning <laughs> speed as like a serious thing? Like I'm going to put a lot of time into this game now and, and try to come up with, yeah. with, with great times. Uh, for me it was actually, um, I watched a lot of, I guess it's how most of the people here came here, was by watching uh, GDQ runs. Mm-hmm. And the first run I saw wasn't even the MGS2 run by Tyler, it was the MGS1 run by Plywood. But from there, I got like through all the runs: Jaguar, King, two and three, Tyler at two, Twin Snakes run, like all of these. And I always heard them talking about MGSR, 
but since I was in a lot of different communities which were not as nice, I'm just gonna state it like that, I was a bit anxious joining. And therefore, I was just like, uh, yeah, I just stayed quiet. And one evening I was like, okay, if it's the same thing, I can just leave and call it a day. Mm -hmm. And I'm still here. <laughs> so, well, I guess MGSR did like, something right. Yeah, MGSR is the nicest community I ever was in. I'm gonna say it all the time if anyone asks me what's the, the best community. It, it's that one. Here, hi. <laughs> now... Let's go to the to Very Easy League. So, for people that don't know, Very Easy League is a bunch of MGS2 Very Easy Runners who did like a tournament-style round-robin where they keep track of their yep. points and they go into tournaments. So, did you feel comfortable going, like, signing yourself up for the Very Easy League? Now, was that... Mm. Since um, most of the people know already, this isn't a secret, mm. I'm Apache's girlfriend and Apache's one of the leaders. So I knew about the idea before it even was public. And the first thing I said when I heard about it, I'm in. Just sign me the hell up. Were you a so runner I felt before? Completely comfortable. Were you running the game heavily uh, yeah. before the very easily started? Um Yeah, but not as long. Um I started learning MGS2 in September or in in Sept yeah. At the, no, sorry, in August 2020. So I'm running it for like five, six months now. Yeah, so it's like half a year you've been running it. And yeah. What? So what's your? What was your times at the beginning, and what's your PB now? Um, I started off with only doing tanker, mm -hmm. uh, which also was caused by a little charity marathon we had in another Discord where we had a VE tanker tournament and um, I was just like fixating on that but my problem for that was also I learned the game for like one week then I was on a vacation and then I jumped in as a last resort because someone dropped out because of personal reasons so I basically had mm -hmm. one week of practice then I was gone for a whole week couldn't practice and then I instantly jumped in into this tanker tournament and after that I was just like Hey Apache, you have time to teach me the rest of the game. I guess I'm kind of ready with Tanker. He was like, yeah, sure. So we had like a single session where he teached me all up to Harrier. And the second session was we were going through the beginning of Plant again. But um, after Harrier, he explained everything in detail again. And that session even got streamed on my channel. Ah, so that was a I'm No Rookie before I'm No Rookie was a thing. Or was I'm No Rookie a thing back then? It's, it was a thing back then, but I basically had a special Ivan Rookie on my channel. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so what what do you think is keeping you from, from like getting a top time in, in very easy? Like what areas are you losing time at? Uh, one, uh, this isn't a specific area, but it's just my movement in general. Mm -hmm. My movement is very sloppy. I know that, which is definitely adding up over time. Are you a D-pad movement person only, analog only, or do you hybrid between the two? I hybrid. I use analog for most of the times, but like I already said before, in some areas it's just wiser <laughs> to use the D-pad. Do you know if... A really... Go ahead. Really 
common area is the EF connecting bridge, if you head into the uh, Shell 1 core. Mm -hmm. It's it's a meme at this point that I guess only Platonic and Joe use analog there. And it's memed to infinity and beyond. Do So are the top runners using one of solely analog or, or D-pad? Or is it just all over the place, whatever your preference is? It's all over the place, whatever your preference is. I mean, the okay. world record by, is by Platonic. Platonic is one of the analog users. So there you go. And the second place is Limes. He's hybriding and three seconds behind. Oh, so yeah, I guess it is just personal preference it's, and what you feel It's all preference, yeah. Okay. Um, do you, after VE League is over, do you still plan on continuing to, to grind for more very easy? Yeah, uh, the, I definitely do. I mean, uh, at the beginning of VE League, my PB was like 112. Then in the first week, which was actually my bye week, but back then it was just a no-show before mm -hmm. we declared uh, Beerish to not be part of the league anymore because he couldn't uh, he couldn't fit it in with his personal life, which is totally fine. Mm -hmm. No flame in that one. But um, I PB'd there and got a 107 flap. Okay. I mean, I did a lot of like room practices and stuff, but never did another full run. So I jumped from a 112 to a 107. Yeah, that's the... And now my PB is a 105.48, if I'm not completely mistaken on the seconds. Yeah, that's the thing with, like, VE, is your movement is so important. Where When you're running, like, Euro Extreme, and you, since you can get a continue so quickly, or if you mess up a boss fight, you're losing, like, a minute or something, your movement, I don't want to say isn't important, but it just... It just doesn't matter as much when you take a continue, where that hurts you even more. So I think it's great for new runners to start it very easy. Because this doesn't this doesn't just apply to MGS2, right? This applies to any MGS game where it shows you like how much time you can save with just movement alone. Yeah, exactly. Especially and, uh, with like... if you will take. Go ahead. Um, if you will take the. Yet I would just take this as an example. Let's take Lime's 105, 58. Mm -hmm. If you will, if everything will be similar except for the movement, and I, I would have this run, but with my movement, it would be so much higher. Right, and the same thing I experienced with like MGS3 when I started. When I started running it, like I didn't really pay attention to movement as much. It was more like, okay, let's just get through this area without a continue until you watch people with, with top times and see how much time they're instantly saving just by their the lines they're taking in movement. And it really comes yeah. from, like, VR runners. When you see their movements, since they're trying to push out every single frame they can from, like, a small yeah. little map, and you apply that same concept to, like, the full game, you see how much time adds up. Yeah, you can definitely see in runs who's practicing in VR. Like, everyone, every one of the top runners will tell you the same. If you want to up your movement, just go and play VR. Right. Trying to get a top VR time with bad movement is not happening at all. Nope. 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 Yeah. My three movements is sick. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that, Apache. I think you could, you could work on that a little bit. Yeah, especially slider movement is crap. <laughs> especially your ladder climb could, could use better movement all over the place with yeah. that one. 
Uh, do yeah. you, do you have any plans to to go into other uh, difficulties besides VE? Um, I'm definitely saying two is my main game, and it will always stay my main game. Mm -hmm. And I will definitely try to get to get to learn every difficulty in there. And I also plan on going for some three runs. Three runs. So these would... are my goals. Okay. Max says, I don't have good VR times yet. I am top 10. Explain that. I don't have good VR times yet. I am. Well, what's a good VR time? I guess. Is there even 10 VR runners? If you're in the top. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I, I don't know the, the leaderboards, but. No, um, I guess uh, he's talking about his uh, MGS2 time. Ah, I guess that's, what, general, that's what's game. keeping you from top 5 then. You gotta get that VR run. Mm -hmm. Get that VR style going. Makarov is an exceptional runner. He started at the same time as me. His PB is two minutes faster. First of all, mm. um, he clenched his top ten. And I'm not saying if you're, an, I'm not saying that you have to play VR to really be on the top, but it helps you improve in your game in general. Hey, Mac, get on, get on the VR, Mac, and then you'll get top five in no time. That's what we're saying to you. Not even 10 yeah, VR runner feels better. Is... <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this is what a lot, especially Limes and Platonic say a lot. If you really want to up your movement, go play VR. Are you playing VR? Or have nope. you tried VR <laughs> at all? I have I have tried it. But um, I'm just stuck with like two levels and that's it. Do you have... Okay, so do you, are you interested in VR at all? Or just something that yeah, doesn't... I'm, I'm interested in it, but I feel like seeing these weird threats and everything, I tr I'm just a bit scared doing it because these threats are nuts. Yeah. I've seen like some of the MGS1 and MGS2 VR levels, and like the... I guess I just don't have that mindset of grinding the, the short like three second levels over and over that many times, like hundreds of times. Like, I can't. I don't I don't have the patience to do that. Yeah, same. Uh, I'm not really the most patient person either. I have to admit yeah. that. Like, I'll do the... I'll do VR casually, just to kind of finish everything. But then when I see how the top VR runners do it, then I get frustrated trying to copy it's, that. It's not a sneaking game. It's a platformer at that point. Yeah. I'm gonna call it like that. It's a platformer. So... Do you think MGS2 is easier to learn or MGS3? From what you've watched in MGS3. Oh, from what I watched. Right, just your opinion. Um, my opinion is I would actually say 3 because you can abuse the easy gun a lot. Right. This would be my opinion on that. Because Correct I'm... me if I'm completely wrong, because, again, I only played two, I never, like, took a foot into three, except for Euro. So correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but... that's... the easy gun does help. Now, is there, from the MGS2 very easy run, is there any ammo management involved? Or are you stocked up with so much ammo that that's not really an issue? Um, the or... only thing where I really say it could be a problem is in tanker after guard rush. Mm -hmm. If you spam your bullets too much in guard rush, you end up not having enough bullets and have to run all the way back the hallway to grab your ammo. But apart from that, 
I would say you have more than enough ammo through the whole game. Okay. Oh wait, one more thing. A stingers after Harrier. If you go for a lethal vamp, you just spam your stingers in there. Right, and lethal vamp is much faster than anything else, right? And for the yeah. people that don't know, it's lethal vamp is as soon as the fight starts, you equip the stinger, aim at the like water near him and get the splash damage on him and kill him that way. Yeah, um, if you don't directly hit Vamp with the Stinger and mm. um, aim at the water next to him, you keep him stunlocked, but you have to use the right rhythm to it. If you're too fast or too slow, he escapes the stunlock and just dives. Oh, you can't, so you can't just, like, spam the shoot button. No, you can't, you can't just spam it. I mean, you can't, there is a turbo or rapid fire variant where you just hold down square with the rapid fire and it works, mm. but you really have to track your ammo if you have enough to do that. If not, it's always good to learn the rhythm for it. Okay, so for all the for any new VE runner that you said before movement, what what are boss fights like? How difficult are they? Um, not in terms of just beating the boss fight, but give me like which boss fights are easy to do optimally, and which boss fights are gives you a hard time doing it optimally. Um, hardest is Harrier. Uh. Every 2VE runner will agree, Harrier is really the hardest boss fight to do. It's the hardest to execute perfectly, it's the hardest to learn. Mm -hmm. So if you if you are planning on running MGS2 in any difficulty, just be prepared to spend hours upon hours on Harrier practice. I think, yeah, I, I hate um, the Harrier more than anything. Yeah, it's it's really like that. I, I mean, the whole bridge is uh, something for itself. Sensors where seagulls can block your shots and blow up your PB, literally. Mm -hmm. Harrier, leap of faith, all after another. Yeah, that that whole area is just so difficult. No matter which difficulty you're in, like from Euro, it's like okay, shoot all the sensors, make sure you don't blow up the bridge. It's really the hardest area yeah. and like you said like the seagulls are in the way there's a flag in the way of one of the sensors um uh, not on v not on ve on right yeah but euro there's a flag in the way then you get to harrier which is difficult no matter or even to try to do it optimally is a pain no matter which difficulty you're on and then after that fight's over you got to do that leap of faith where i've lost runs not timing we it right <laughs> either doing it too late we and you did. fall instantly or you do it too early and you don't make it to the ledge and then you or go your controller says nope and eats your x input also happened before and then you get to the end even in that same area where you go down the ledge you drop down and then there's another way area where you got a cartwheel make sure the guys don't see you like that whole process i just hate yeah this whole area is a thing for itself really Miss one shot during Harrier, Apache says it equals 14 second time loss minimum. That is brutal. Yeah, and sometimes RNG can also play into it, and you're just losing 14 seconds for doing everything right, but RNG just kicking your butt. Now, is, does the damage value, is that RNG as well, whether you get high damage, low damage? Yeah, it's um, it's pretty much RNG. I mean, Apache said says he's getting it constantly, so he has a little setup for it, where he aims at more at the uh, side of the Harrier mm -hmm. than aiming for the middle. Mm -hmm. Like but to the still sometimes, but especially the overhead shot 
and everything. Like, all shots kind of have some RNG divided to it. So, at the end of the day, we all hate the Harrier. All my homies hate the Harrier. Yes. Him yes. and the wing and avoid the And if you start running this game, you will, you, will he you will hate it at all. Is there any other areas where you hate as much? Or maybe up to par with the Harrier? Um... No, I, I really can't think of one which I hate that much. Okay. I mean, um, what is a bit... Also, a boss fight which is overlooked is fortune, because it just feels so natural. You turn left, mm -hmm. do your three punches, hide behind a forklift, and then try her to destroy these barrels. It's, it's actually forward, but this whole fight is RNG, except for the forklift. She can shoot you instead of the barrels five times. She cannot hit anything at all. She can mock you. She can give you extra dialogue, which costs time. Is that RNG, or do you guys have it to a science now where if you stick to a specific movement at the beginning, it's always the same? Or is there still more no, RNG involved to all, it after? There is. I mean, at the for if she destroys the forklift, a lot of the RNG is gone. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time loss is gone because she destroys it right at the beginning. But the rest, the whole room is so RNG heavy. Oh, uh, okay. That's an. I guess I never really thought about Fortune as being one of the RNG boss fights, but uh, it is. Yep, it is. Um, what else is there? Fat Man. How's Fat Man on VE? Uh, um, it's hard. Like, Fat Man is hard to say. I don't really have problems with him as a boss itself. I mm -hmm. just have problems with finding the right spots for the fast bombs, which cost me a lot of time. But what? apart from that, with a new setup we found recently, where we are uh, going next to the bomb on the right, and shoot him from there. A lot of the RNG is gone with the way he's going. Now on VE, there's still... Is there two bombs at the beginning, like it is in Euro? There's yeah, one behind there's... you to the left, and then there's one right behind Fat Man to the right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. These are the same bomb spots. And for VE, you do the lethal strats. Now, how is it shooting his head? Because on Euro, when you try to shoot him with the... With the... What do you call it? The non-lethal pistol... It's like you have to wait a second to shoot his head. How is it on VE? Is there a timing involved or do you just start spamming at his head? Um, there's a timing involved. We have like a nice little setup for the non-lethal Fatman, which looks really cool. I can do it. It's really hard. But um, there's like you spam, you spam your first person to get right at the set again. And mm -hmm. I can't really explain the setup because I haven't gotten into it how this even works in the slightest. Do you but pick... it's not, you don't really have to wait for it. You can just, like, get the bullets right into his head. Do you pick up the M9 in VE to even do the non-lethal? Uh, we pick up the M9, but we don't do the non-lethal <laughs> Fatman. I mean, we have some runners who do it. Makarov engineered with it. BMN engineered with it, as far as I know. So, on VE, why do you pick up the M9? Like, where does the time save come in for picking up the M9? It basically just allows us, since it, since the M9 is a one-shot for every guard, no matter where you hit them, it uh -huh. just saves us a lot. It just saves us a lot of time. You you uh, use L1 to order aim on them and just shoot them and run through. Do you lose any time picking up the M9 in VE? And the M9 is right on the uh, right on the um, 
rooftop of strut A if, as soon as you get there with the elevator. Oh, right, right, right. So it's right in your way. As soon as you go under the where the bird poop is, the M9 is right there. Exactly. Ah, okay, okay. So you don't lose any time where like another... In no. Euro, I'm just thinking in Euro where you got, go out of your way to pick it up. I'm like, why do you go out of your way? But M9 and V is, is given to you pretty much. Okay. Yeah, and you can also pick it up in the deep sea docks as soon as the game starts. You... Oh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Where you go under you the... You go there, yeah, under the shelf mm -hmm. next to the stairs. And you don't lose any time for that. Okay, so we, we've... We've done... Okay, how's Guard Rush? We haven't covered Guard Rush in VE. Uh, guard Rush is a bit trolly. Like, it's straightforward, but it can troll you. The guard behind the box can just hide and you can't hit him. Mm -hmm. Same with the guard to the right, he can just hide behind the wall, and even if you see him, you can't hit him. Oh, Plywood with the... But actually, it's... Tier 1 sub for two months. Thank you, Plywood. Thanks um, a lot, Plywood. So like you said earlier, you you have to be careful with your ammo count in guard rush. It's not like you can just start spamming shots as fast as possible to kill them all, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can kind of spam your shots, but I would still recommend to aim because you don't have infinite ammo and you just pick up two ammo boxes through the whole way towards guard rush. Yeah, I think there's more so ammo behind you, but you probably lose a shit ton of time trying to go back and get it yeah, and then for, shoot them yeah for we for we it's like i don't know how much you lose you lose like three seconds but that's a lot for we that's world record and second place mm -hmm. so in guard rush there's the there's four guards right and then the last three come out four and three yeah okay so you got to kill the three i guess that first spawn then one extra one spawns and then you kill the last three Okay. Um, what's your strat in the holds? What do you do? Uh, my my strat in the holds is just just do my prayers and hope I don't get seen. Uh, what do you do the <laughs> the two spot camera or three? No, I do three spots. It's safer. You don't like the two spot? No, I don't like that. Okay. Do more? Do most runners in VE go for three or two or is it just? Mixed in, everywhere. In VE, in VE League, uh -huh. most of us go for the three spot because it's safer, but I guess it's like a 50 50 or even more lean towards the two spot in non, in other runs. Yeah, I think in when you're, especially if you're in a race, I'll definitely go three spot. Like, you don't want to mess up the cam, the, the pictures and go in there and realize you missed a, a pick and go back. It's a horrible yeah. way to lose time. But I think it's the walk of shame. It's yeah, walk of shame. but I think if you're doing PB attempts, like you gotta go for two spot. I feel like. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not even far into. It's not really far into the whole run, so you just say, "Okay, screw it. I missed the floor. I'm just resetting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like. And the, you can reset pretty fast in this room as well, so it's a win-win. You can. The the missing the pictures is like the walk of shame. It's not as bad as MGS one, not doing one of the key cards correctly yeah. it's like a mini version of that i would say yeah it really is uh I'm trying to think if there's any other games that have like that kind of thing where if you mess it up you have to backtrack but i don't think there is i think it's just those two uh, maybe there's like a metal gear 2 one where like if you don't hatch the owl um, maybe you lose time but i can't think of anything else 
Uh, another one in MGS2 is if you try the Emma bump and she does not go through the door, you have to walk back and get her from the room before. All oh, right, right. Explain to people what it the Emma up. bump is and how to execute that. Uh, the Emma bump is as soon as you uh, got Emma and finished all of your like all of your swimming, you have to go through the top of the shell one core again and um, escort her out. And mm -hmm. as soon as you're at the door, you can put her in the in the right in front of the door and bump through her, which makes her spawn a little bit further in the next room. And we just do that because walking with Emma is slow and it saves so much time to just bump her through there. Right, and when you bump Emma, like, she f falls forward a little bit or she steps forward a little. Yeah, she steps forward and is in the load zone for the next room, which makes her spawn. Yeah, and you don't have to hold her hand through the door. But so if you mess yeah. that up, instead of her spawning in the rex next room, she'll spawn where, like, the president is, right? Uh... Not on the PC version, on the PC version she spawns behind these little boxes. Uh, then you gotta go back, hold her hand and do it again. Has anyone ever messed it yeah. up like twice? Where they do the bump twice and they have to go back and do it? Not uh, not as far as I'm aware. I just know that Emma also loves to troll. She did that to Joe, which was heartbreaking to see. He mm -hmm. bumped her, but she wasn't really over the line. So he attempted to bump her again. Uh -huh. And with the second bump she fell backwards back into the and room then, yeah she fell back into the room oh oh that's and horrible joe joe was running into the other room and realized oh walk of shame time it's not <laughs> even my fault yeah those are horrible ways to lose time where it is a little rng but even if you mess it up it's like you you try to do this risky strat that saves like a second or two now you're losing like 15 seconds trying to make yeah. up for it and also um well, I wanted to say something. Oh, yeah, right. Don't do it on HDC. What happens on this HDC? This game has like a, it has a ninety percent chance to soft lock your game. Yeah, because, because Emma, uh -huh. Emma falls through the floor, but she won't die. She would just like swim in the ocean there. But you can progress because um in because in the next room to go to Strut L on the KL bridge, mm. you need her card to go through this room to Strut L. Right, so you can't progress further because she has the card, but you can't reset her back in the room because she's like on the bottom where the no. water is. Yeah, and she won't spawn anywhere else. You, you can try to run back and forth, but at this moment your game is just soft-locked and you're stuck there and have to reset. Right, right, right. Uh, plywood says buffering. Does anyone else have it? No, not for I? Okay, plywood is on you then. We'll continue to move on. Alright, let's... uh. Let's talk a little about the MGS2, like the story and history with it. Was this a game that you fell in love with at the beginning of it, or no? Um, when the game came out, I was three years old. Uh huh. <laughs> well, whenever you first started, yeah. like really getting into playing it. Uh, when I when I first played it, I was five years. I had no clue what was going on, and um, I'm not natively. Um, my native language isn't English. Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to speak English back then, and I wasn't able to read. So I was just playing through this game. I had no idea what I have to do. My brother always had to tell me where I have to go. So you're like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, but I had fun. I was enjoying myself. So. Like first you're one character, then the next moment you're this other guy. 
when did you i mean like when did you start I, I enjoying like, the oh, story Hmm? I said, when did you start enjoying the story much more? Was it later in your life that you got back into it and, and yeah, really enjoyed it, it casually? Um, it, wa it was when I got back to it casually. Um, I was like 12. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this may sound a bit weird that a 12-year-old understands the story, but I had like a lot of knowledge about like what's going on in the world and stuff. And so I was like replaying the game when I also had this like little comp starting this competition with my brother. Mm-hmm. And first, I just played it casually, and I really, like, enjoyed playing it then, and also being able to understand the story. I had played one before as well, and finally knew who the hell Snake was. Because I had no clue before. I was just like, I was this old guy, oh cool, now I'm this blonde mm -hmm. younger guy. Yeah, to... That, that was it when I played it for the first time. To fully understand, too and even appreciate it too. I feel like you have to play one. Like you have to have a great yeah. knowledge of one to make two that much better. Yeah, and back then again, I was trying to play one. Most of the time it wouldn't read my disc. Oh. So even if I played some one and kind of understood what was going on there, um, I had to stick with two and three. Personally- And for two, it's really- For, oh, for two, what were you saying? Um, I have to admit, and most likely 90% chat will hate me now, I always like riding more than Snake. Uh, I think, I think that's because but you played two before one. Um, when I started to understand the story, I played one first. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Like, I remember for, for me, when I started playing one, like, I was all about Solid Snake. So... I was in the boat where once two came out and I don't know if you remember, I don't, you do, you're probably too young for this, but the trailers were, everything was, it was snake. Like when I you look know, at the trailer, it's like, yeah, yeah, everything, you saw. right, Even everything the back was of the snake. Case, you don't have any sign of Ryan. So then all of a sudden you play as Ryan and I'm like, what am I doing? This is boring. This is not fun. I was, I was a little too young to kind of appreciate the, the story and what was going on. Um, but at that point in my life, I didn't really care about that. I was like a little kid. I'm like, I want to play a Solid Snake because that's who I was on the previous game. <laughs> yep. I always liked Raiden more. But mm. that was just... I, I don't know why. Well, it also had to do with like the story itself. Especially like later into the game where you get to know who he really is and what happened to him. I started to really appreciate him as a character and like felt bad for him for all he had to go through i wish there was more to ride in than what they had in mgs2 i feel like yeah. they just didn't really like first it was the the hollow story with him and rose's relationship i feel like they didn't really do much justice to that like how why how are they involved why are they involved like i wish they had a little more background in that it felt like it was just a little too hollow and then I really wanted to know more about like Raiden's childhood with um, with Sears and Solidus. I, I think yeah. where they missed it is I wish they provided a little more background in there. And then with with Solid Snake, it's like whenever they did the trailers as well, it was, when you saw the action and everything going on, like they had that at the beginning of the game. Like Tanker was just full of that. 
and it was great. And then when when they introduced Raiden later on in the story, like he has that deep voice, like oh, this is Snake, when he's underwater, like pretending to be Solid Snake. So you still think is this guy Snake? This guy might be Snake, but he sounds yeah. a little different. Like I can't put my finger and on it. And then he takes the and then he takes off the mask, and everyone was just like, "That's bullshit. That's not Solid yeah. Snake." Yeah. Whenever uh, whenever they change his code name to Raiden, is where like. His voice starts to go up a notch. He doesn't have like this deep yeah. voice anymore. He's like, oh, this is Raiden. All of a sudden. And then he takes off his mask, goes in. And then you still you still see like Snake when he introduces himself later. Like Iroquois Pliskin comes in. And yeah. you're like, well, you never see Snake with a little bit of facial hair either. So you're like, is this guy Snake? This guy looks like he could be Snake. Because you go from like the... The MGS1 render of Snake where like you kind of think you know what he looks like. Then you go to Tanker. Where he does look a little different than, than what you see as Iroquois Pliskin. And then all of a sudden, I wish they kept the the voice actor the same for Solidus as well as Pliskin. That okay. would have made it even more confusing and added more to the story. But they really did a great job of, when I go back to play it, of the little things they did to, to introduce Raiden. Yeah, um, right now I'm doing like a little video, um, I'm planning on a little video, which is just um, language differences between a German and English. Mm. And therefore I'm watching through all of the cutscenes again. And it's just so nice how much detail they brought into everything. Iroquois <laughs> Pluskin, parentheses David Hayter. I like the parentheses they added, like as soon as yeah. they introduced the character. And then just like who voiced him, then you saw the same voice actor of your beloved Solid Snake and be like, can I, I play this guy instead? I think when you. This is literally something my brother said back then when he saw him first. He was like, I want to play this guy. And I had no clue why he wanted to. You're talking about uh, Solid Snake, Iroquois Pliskin? Yeah. Yeah. Iroquois Pliskin is Solid Snake. Sorry right, for right, everyone right. who did not play it before, but. Yeah, because when, when you first hear Solidus, that's in the uh, the hostage room, right? When you go see Ames, and you start to you don't see Solidus, but you hear him. I think if they mm -hmm. add, if imagine in that scene, if they added like David Hayter's voice, that would make it even more. Yeah, confusing. and you're all confused and yeah, like, yeah, like okay, that Pluskin just like come from the other room and here now. What's going on? <laughs> that that was. The game does a good job in confusing you. Yeah. That's that's usually why that's why my, my favorite has always been two. Thought three was a little James Bondy kinda your action flick. And then four is just your your fan favoritism, what's your, going on, just wrapping your everything interactive up. film. Yeah, they're just spoon feeding you everything. Uh, <laughs> Like they they don't ex they need to explain everything to like the smallest detail. Like listen here, you small brain people. This is what's going on. Yeah, in Japanese they're the same voice actor, Solidus and Solid Snake, but not in English. Um, and then well, five, cool. five. I always say there is really no story. I felt like five. I know you haven't played it, but I always say that it's a good starting base. It's a little of what's going on. With Solidus and Solid Snake, especially in the Japanese version where they're trying to confuse you, but I thought it was just executed horribly. Yeah, um, 
Um, this is also what I heard about all of that. Yeah. That I... it's a nice idea with the horrible execution. Right. And a lot of people tell you the game is not finished. Even if the game was finished, I don't think it would have mattered at all. It's just too boring at, at that point. Um, MGS1 is great. I really enjoy Sometimes, some days I think I like MGS1 more than I like MGS2. Just because of what it started. But do you feel like you would put MGS1 at the same level of 2? Um, it's hard to say because for 2 there's also like the... There's also this... I played it a lot more. I got way more into it. Mm. So for me 2 will always be a bit on top. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, let me see here. Pachi says, Mary and Olga are the same also. That's true. Yeah. This is, this is what I wanted to also say, um, that they also did that with uh, Meryl and Olga. But then we were drifting away to five and I forgot it. Yeah, yeah. That's another, that's another great thing they did. Is you think it's Meryl, but then it's not. Um, and then also the ninja. When, when you're riding and you first meet, when you first encounter the ninja, I think it's on the helipad. Um, the mm -hmm. same music plays that played for Olga in Tanker is the same music that plays for the ninja when you meet her at the helipad. Little yeah, stuff like that makes makes little, two really good, yeah. yeah. Where it's just like lacking in almost every other <laughs> MGS game mm -hmm. after. What I would have really liked for two, I mean that they also made like full dubs for other for other languages, not just English. Do we even know how many languages MGS2 is in? Uh, a lot. Just a lot. We'll leave it at that. But, I know... Yeah. Like English, Japanese for sure. Italian, German. Is there... There isn't German, right? There's... Yeah, there's German. Okay. I saw a Korean box someone showed. Now is the... I, I don't know if the language is in Korean also or if it's just subtitles. Friend, it's also... French? French, yes. <laughs> French ninja. French. Les enfants terribles. Les enfants terribles. That's what I said. Close enough. Now I can break with my little bit of French, I still know. I, uh, yeah, I... S French is like probably the hardest language for me to even try to... Yeah. Um, pronounce. Yeah, the, by the way, it... For everyone who doesn't know, it just translates to the terrible children. That was introduced. I think that was in. They introduced that in one, right? Or did they introduce? I think it was in one. They mentioned oh. it also. I can't remember. They might have introduced it that certain phrase. Subs only, no voices. I don't know. I kind of hate uh, yeah. subs only. Even when it comes to like movies and stuff. I'm like, give me the dub. I don't care if it's horrible. I'd rather, I'd rather listen to, <laughs> I'd rather listen to crappy dub than read the whole time. Yeah, that's it's just me. Really like that. It like takes I away mean, from the, from the like. Then when I start reading, I'll start knowing what they're gonna say before they even say it. Yeah, and also it takes away from you looking at the whole scenery. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. All, then you just because you have to concentrate on reading all of it. Yeah, so that's, uh, I might be, or maybe me and you are in the minor here, but 
I always prefer dub. I don't care if it's horrible because I, I hate staring at the screen and just looking down and then knowing what yeah. the characters are going to say before they even say it. Apache just said they say it in the game, so I guess yeah. it's in one. They say that in the game. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see. What other topics did we want to discuss here? Okay, I did that, I did that. I personally hate bad voice acting. Oh, I mean, I hate bad voice acting too, but if you're giving me the option of bad voice acting or you have to read subtitles the whole time, I'd take the bad voice acting. I mean, uh, for me, it, for me, I don't have to choose because I'm fluent in English. So for Metal Gear, I d didn't really have a problem with all the subtitles. Yeah. But mm, let's go to like an anime, for example. I rather have uh, I rather have that than a, than reading subs all the time. But I never, I guess I never really got into like I don't, I wouldn't know what bad voice acting is if it's in another language. I'm like, because because Japanese especially is like the dialect and the way the tones are is so different than English. Like it, yeah. it would it would be hard for me to say that that's good or bad voice acting. Anyway, yep, give me yeah. give me give me bad voice act give me bad English voice acting over me having to stare at the bottom of the screen the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the only difference I would really say here is like the the entry is one the French dub is really really bad. That's what I've heard. I've never really watched it though. Have you watched that one? The French dub. Uh, yeah. Uh, the original MGS1 copy we had was a uh -huh. threat, which was also the reason why uh. I did not play it too much. <laughs> Maybe that's why you just didn't want to play MGS1. Yeah, and my PS2 didn't want to take it yeah. as well, so... Was that, I wonder if that was the one they were making fun of. There was one MGS1 yep. where I saw... Yep. Yeah, it's, it was the French one, the huh? It's the French one. It's the French one. Uh, I, I, if you want, I can send you a clip of the French ninja after we finished. Yeah, yeah, send me that after. I want to I wanna get a good laugh. Be so weird seeing it in, in just horrible French acting. Uh, yes. So what? So would you be now with the very easy league coming to a close? If we're going back to that, what did you think of it? Do you think that was a success? Do you think um, it was the huge success? It did you really enjoy was a huge it? Success. I enjoy. I really enjoyed it. Um. And I really appreciate Lions and Apache doing so, putting so much work in it. I was sitting here and they were planning and doing stuff here so many times for it. There is really a lot going into it. And I enjoyed participating, I enjoyed mm. commentating, I enjoyed doing back and stuff. It was all just a huge success. How as long did this... Watching and doing it. When did this start? Like the VE League? Like match one? Was that like a uh, month ago? I can't remember. Um, I mean, we are in week 11 now, and we had some breaks in there. Do you think... So, mm -hmm. Now was the... Would October you have... 8th. October 8th was the first. Funny enough, that's my birthday. Oh. 
Do you have any uh, suggestions to make VE League better in the future if there was a VE League 2.0? Um, not really right now, except for maybe more people to hop into it and do the planning so it's not onto two people alone. More runners? I, I think, well, uh, VE not, League... Not more, not more runners, but more people behind the scenes. How many participants were there in VE League? At the beginning, 12, but because we were shared to drop out because of personal reasons, 11. So we finished that 11. Asking for someone with ADHD when something started. Could be seven years ago or seven minutes. I I, I didn't <laughs> know that. Yeah, um, I can confirm that one. It what? feels... What'd you have for I mean, breakfast? It kind of feels like it started... It kind of feels like it started, let's say, three weeks ago. And now it started on October 8th. And I'm here like, this isn't going on for too long. You're kidding me right now. I'm looking at the very easy... Okay, don't look at it now, but guess how many runs have been submitted for... Or on the boards for uh, very easy PC. Um, I looked at it before, it should be like 38. That's exactly how much it is. And Yeah, I was looking at the runs before when I looked at my time again. That's by far the most popular category in all of Metal Gear yeah. Solid. It's not even close. Like if I change this to Euro Extreme, guess how many runs are on the Euro Extreme board for this for uh, PC? Euro, Euro shouldn't even be ten. Yeah, it's like seven, like thirty-eight <laughs> versus seven. And I'm looking at like the dates these are added, or like a month ago, three months ago, two months ago, seven months. Like everything, like mostly everything is within six months. Yeah. It just like I has... know Lions has some new records for um, Xbox series. Right. But... Just a PC version though, it's just like, yeah. it's just been blown up in the past six months. And I, you know, if we do another VE League, I might have to learn PC just to be involved in the, in the very easy league. Sure, and you don't even have to participate. We invite everyone who loves the game just to hop in with us and commentate a race. And these races are on what Twitch channel? On the Twitch channel you're watching right <laughs> now, or if you if you listen to it back later, it's on twitch.tv slash metal gear speedrunners. There you go, we want more. Just learn it, we want more. I'm, if we do a very, very easy league again, I'm definitely gonna have to install the PC version and uh, and learn it. That's the one thing, I, I like MGS2, but I never installed the PC version because it just seemed too much of a hassle. Like, oh, you have to install PC, then you have to install this other thing, then you have to get your, like, a certain profile working. Well, there's Dead Zone, so you have to do this, and then you have to install Turbo, and then you have to uh, get the fan patch. <laughs> we have a nice guide made by... We, we have a nice guide. Yeah, like, like, I, like, I don't... I know you guys are probably thinking, well, it's super easy, everyone does it. I'm just like, whatever, HDC, I just turn on my PS3 and press X, and the game starts. <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm just too old to, to do all this stuff. Do comps challenge. No one's challenge. too old to do it. <laughs> yeah, but but if we do have another league, I will, I will definitely install it. But credit freeze. Knock yeah. on knock on wood. Knock on wood. I have never gotten credit freeze. 
You are a magician. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my PS3, but I have never got it. As soon as I do, I'm pretty sure I'll throw it out the window and start <laughs> yes. running uh, and start running PC. Nope. <laughs> I, I've been running MGS2 for I don't know how many years. I have not got a single credit freeze. You are a magician. It's the yeah. same with Joe and his Emma bumps on HTC, which still work for him for some reason. Yeah, but as soon as, as soon as it does, I'm I'm pretty sure if I have a great run, I'll throw that out the window and and convert. Convert uh, to the PC runners. If there was like a like a MGS three VE league, would you would you run participate in that? Would you learn it to participate in that? Yeah, uh, I will definitely do it. I mean, my plan is to learn three VE anyway. Mm -hmm. It's always like. I'm always asking Apache, and then he does not want to because he has some other stuff going on. If he asks me, I have other stuff going on. It's just. I think. Uh, but I definitely want to learn it. I think VE, MGS3, you could just kind of watch runs and do it. I'm not saying you'll get everything perfect, but that'll give you a solid starting point. It's just yeah. copying. Hey, we have, we have a guide for MGS2 VE and normal, made by DLine13. Oh, there is, huh? Yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's a good starting point. If anyone does want to learn MGS2 very easy, hit up uh, DLimes13. I think that's his uh, Twitch. His YouTube is all yep. in there. You can find the, the video. Um, Euro when? Euro League? I don't think there's enough runners for a Euro, Euro no, League. No, there wouldn't be enough runners for a Euro League, no matter which game. And I think Euro League, there's also a gap between times and all yep. the runners so even if like let's say you oh euro guide win all right let's just talk euro league first oh so even if there was a euro league i feel like the gap is also really really big between the top runners and the lower runners that are um that are submitted so just like that's why pc uh very easy works so well because even if um the runner like if d limes is still ahead of someone the time difference isn't really that large when it comes to PC very easy. Because if someone, so if one person yep. gets like a 102 and the other person gets like a 105, like in VE terms, that's a big gap, right? Like a three-minute gap yeah. is big. But when you're watching it from like a Twitch uh, point of view, you're watching it as a viewer, you're like three minutes apart in a one-hour race. That's not that bad, right? Exactly. But um, when you do Euro, one person might get like a one... 30 or a 135 the other person might get like a 145 and now you or i'm just talking like ps3 terms but let me look at like pc euro extreme uh what the times are that so one person might get like a 120 the other person might get like a 130 and then you're like you do a one hour 30 minute run and it's like a 10 minute gap i mean i'm just looking at the timetables right now the biggest gap we had yeah should be that one the biggest gap we really had was a seven minute gap, which was between BMN and me. Mm -hmm. And there you see, this is the biggest gap we ever had in all of League. Yeah, and that's if that's the biggest gap you have, that's not horrible at all. And there yeah. were a lot of photo finishes too, where they had to go to IGT. I think, how many ties were there? I think there was at least one tie. There was only one tie between mm -hmm. Apache and Tino. That they had to go back to Tanker. Yeah. And then that one was also extremely close until Tino did not get a photo. <laughs> oh, did he... And then he was just strolling around because he realized, okay, that's over now. 
Did he go for the two spot and missed one? I'm not sure, I guess. I guess so, but I'm really not sure. If anyone knows in chat, let us know what happened in that. Cause, I bet you should. I uh, bet you should know because he watches all his races back. Alright, Makarov yeah, said, yeah. The, the closest races was um, 8 seconds, 4 seconds, and a tie. Wow. I don't think in and, in, in Euro now, okay. you're ever going to get like a, that close that many times. Yeah. Uh, oh no, uh, Tino continued in hole 2. That was where he lost it. Maybe it was yeah, both. Continued hole 2 and the spot topped it off. I don't know. I don't know. But again, for the whole close, um, for the close races, 8 right, seconds right. or 7 seconds. Joseph Chosta 316 versus Apache. 3 seconds. Makarov 360 versus Apache. Tie. Tino versus Apache. I guess I see something there. Apache is just playing to the to his level of competition. He's not playing his normal game. It's like whoever his competition is, that's the level he's going to. Wasn't it four seconds between me and Apache? It can also be four seconds. I'm not completely sure about we're, like we're not a hundred percent sure on the seconds, but we know it was really, really close. Uh, let me see. It was four seconds. Yeah, I just double checked it. Okay. But yeah, um, apart from that, my last race is against Apache. Hopefully I can also give him a close race just to top it all off. We're all rooting for you to beat Apache, so got that going. Also, oh, thanks. Also, really I beat it. Ian. Yeah, he beat BMN in the first week of the league because oh, like, he lost. I was like, who's Ian? I don't think there's a it's runner. It's BMN. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Yeah, um, BMN had trouble with his ramp and lost over a minute there, or almost a minute there, sorry. He had a trouble in, in where? Uh, with ramp one. Oh. He lost a minute. What happened? Did he just not get the shots and he went underwater? Uh, he ran out of stingers and then tried to shoot him in first person, couldn't get into the water because his shadow was pinned to the wall. Uh, all, of weird, all, all weird stuff happened. I never saw an VE run before. Damn. Yeah, that's like the the old strat where if you don't shoot the light, your he get, like your shadow gets stuck and then you can't move. Yeah. Uh, I know. Uh, who who had the controller issue where they just like couldn't? Platonic. Oh, that was platonic. Yeah. Yeah, and it was against I don't know Jojo. I think it, I think it was against Platonic Joe. had like this weird history. Yeah. They have this weird history. Every time Platonic races Joe, no matter what circumstance, be it in uh, official race, be it in a friendly, Platonic gets problems with his PC or controller. I think Joe does some black magic there. Yeah, I also said he's just doing some black magic. I still have to ask him to cast some black magic on Apache's PC when I'm racing him. <laughs> hey, you're, you're <laughs> tell Apache to look the other way and then pull the plug on his PC. And the problem is the plug on this PC is like the complete opposite side of the desk and I couldn't just get there. Oh, well you could do but something. I could, I could turn off his, I could turn off his screen. Well you could do that, yeah, and then just deny you ever did it. No one's gonna prove it. <laughs> nah, I would never do that. I'd rather lose in a fair way than win unfair. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. 
All right, Mayu, we've been talking a long time. You got anything else you want to add? Uh, I just wanted to say quickly, Jaguar King runs his GDQ run. For me, it's tonight, but I don't know. Let's see, what time is it? So it's like 12 it's... hours from now, almost? Whatever time zone. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like, oh, it's a bit over seven hours from now on. Okay. Um, and then I'm not sure when Tyler does his run, but Tyler2022 is doing the... All dog tags in Twin Snakes in GDQ as well. Yep. Um, did you want to add anything else, Mayu, before we wrap it up? Mm, no, I don't have anything else. Except you have any questions about uh, 2VE, VE League, or all that stuff. I think we covered enough of the, the VE League. I don't... Nothing else really pops to my mind. Um, I think we covered the run, we covered the league itself. I, as a as a viewer, I really enjoyed VE League. Um, Wait, know. one thing is missing. What's missing? You asked me about you asked me about my MGSR highlight, but you did not say your own. What's my MGSR highlight? Oh, for twenty twenty. Are you talking yeah. about uh? For, let's see what happened in 2020. I was talking so much, and then you, and then you just uh, uh, couldn't talk at all. So for 2020, what I enjoyed was one was MGS4. Uh, this is just a personal thing. I know like not many people run MGS4, but it was great to see the community push the times even lower than what it was. Um, number two, it, it's also the Wait. mobile. What's going on? Um, didn't Jaguar King get uh, to Boss Extreme, uh, Foxhound Big Boss, I don't know what it's, Big Boss Emblem, sorry, in yeah. his um, warning shot run? Yes, in a PB that's, that's amazing. He got that a, was amazing. He got a Big Boss Emblem on New Game in a marathon setting, which is like ridiculous. Um, yes. So that was an amazing, I saw the, I wasn't there live, but I saw the VOD, and that was just a great run um, from Jag. Uh, so that's why like MGS4 popped into my mind since it wasn't that long ago. Uh, the mobile, like you said, I also enjoyed that. I don't know if I'm going to get a Nokia phone, but I really enjoy... I wish someone... Maybe it's out there already. Like a casual playthrough of it, just so I can see the story. Maybe it's on YouTube. But if someone in MGSR does that, let me know. I'll definitely watch it. Um, I mean, the um, MGSRT run is on YouTube. Is that a casual play though? Because I want to see the story and everything. No. Oh no, it's not a casual yeah. one. Sorry. I so I have no idea what the story of that game is. So if someone does like a little casual playthrough of it, um, I'll definitely check it out. Uh, 2020, what else happened? I really enjoyed the the VE League. I thought that, you know that was a huge success late in 2020. Uh, from just the viewing it, I don't know everything about VE League. Uh, even the run, I don't know much about. But tuning in every week. <laughs> to see and how close the runs were that was very entertaining uh that was big i'm trying to think what else and then the the oh, marathons we did I was great go ahead what i also just remembered makarov and me pbing by racing each other twice in the same week we um raced each other in the relay in the fall relay both pb'd and then the we at then the VL league match after which was basically the same week. We raced each other again and both PB'd again. Wow. I guess like the, the VE League is pushing everyone to like <laughs> put it like do their best to, to keep up with each other as just like creating PBs everywhere. Yes. 
It's like the spirit of competition at its highest. Oh, hey, Apache also mentioned uh, the MGS3 record got broken five times. Yeah. It's like the um, Hikari had the longest standing MGS3 Euro record. It was standing mm -hmm. for four years, and then it got broken five times this year. And it was um, Apache broke it, Raichu took it from him like a day after, then Apache took it back, then Hikari took it, and then Major took it. That's the whole story of that. Right, and up. I touched on it a little in the, I think, episode one, but when Hikari's run was, like, the top run, everyone thought, like, this is the best. Like, you couldn't beat this. The only time save you could possibly have is he messed up the end a little, and they're like, well, this is the best run ever. You Like, the only time save is is in the end and that's it and then the community came out and they're like actually his run isn't that great and they start pushing actually, times even lower and lower and lower even i have a 119 at this point so it just shows like how the the, the strats were changed even room to room uh, boss to boss so that's another one um trying to think i'm pretty sure i'm missing stuff from 20 i just didn't uh make a list for this to Same. <laughs> To kind of wait was was the whole VR lean thing was that 2019 or 2020 I can't remember, but like all the all the task records got broken with that. I want to say that was 2019 though, like late 2019. Yeah, I don't think that I was 2020. Lime said something about it. Was like, he said something? It's like one year ago, and he said it like a few weeks ago. So yeah. Oh, the other thing I really liked was the Ground Zeroes push by one cool man and joseph joestar yeah that's they are still going for it yeah that was a game where no one really ran that category it was like new game plus normal perfect stealth no kills like uh, there wasn't really that many runners but then those two came and they were just pushing each other and it's like like the it's almost like you're doing a bunch of il strats and you have to string them all together to to get yep. that record which is like people that haven't ran that game it's so insane to try to try to beat ocm's time at yep. this point yeah the closest thing is like take a bunch of vr levels combine them together and then try to like get all the record for the il's for those vr levels um so that was that was really cool to see uh going down the list anything else I think the Phantom um, yeah, Pain also had. Oh, right before you. I think Phantom Pain also had uh, some things where it was uh, Metza Metza, One Cool Man, and Jaguar King were doing the perfect stealth, no kills category. And a lot of new strats came up for that run. Where I think it was Metza was the only one really doing it at, at the beginning of the year, or maybe a year ago. And then OCM and Jaguar King came up with some stuff and they pushed that time down to just a little over two hours now i think it's 205 now so that was really cool as well yeah and also one thing i totally forgot to mention even if i'm all into mgs2 is that uh we finally got the mgs2 ve time down to a 101 and that did not happen too long ago i would say like one month ago that d limes and platonic both achieved the 101 time in mgs2 ve can uh can someone get a 101 time without turbo you think it's hard to say it's really hard to say i mean turbo is mostly for me it's just a relief of my wrist really than pushing for the top times 
I mean, people like Limes are known for mash for being mash masters. Fair enough. So I guess it will be possible yeah. for them. Uh, okay. So we have some yeses from some of the runners. So I guess it is. I personally yeah. hate turbo in gameplay, and I know it's like a wrist issue for some people. Uh, this is just like a personal thing. I think it should just be allowed for like cutscenes. I'm okay. Um, codex, I'm fine. Torture, I'm okay. But like actual gameplay, I, I don't think I'll ever use turbo. But I've also said I've never, I'm never gonna do loading trick, and I did it in MGS3. So, so we'll see <laughs> if I that mean, changes. Um, I don't even know if turbo is actually affecting gameplay, except for maybe a fancy six plus one harrier where you hit the harrier six times instead of five. I heard something about that, but apart from that... Right, yeah, I've heard vamp, if, it if was... If you uh... don't know the rhythm, it's also a relief, but vamp one isn't too hard, actually. So. Yeah, I think on VE, turbo's used in, like, the Harrier, and then maybe vamp. I think that's the only two gameplay. Yeah, Like, exactly. actual gameplay it's used, but I could be wrong. Okay. And you can also, like... But I guess it even makes it slower if you swim with the turbo. It's just really nice on your wrist to use it mm -hmm. instead of swimming your way yourself. But it makes um, swim glitch way more accessible. Uh, something else in 2020 I liked is there were some category extensions that people started doing. And speedrun.com says the site's under a lot of pressure right now, so... I can't check all of them, but there Let were some... Let me see if I can. Oh, wait, yeah, now it's on. Okay, there were some really... I really enjoy watching category extensions. Um, so with MGS3, we had, like, the the Karatan run, we had the Tuxedo run, we had the Trial version run. Um, uh, those were right, really cool. you did a, a Karatan run. I did. I did a very crappy Karatan run, but it worked. So I threw it on there. Um, I know for a fact that Apache tries to um, figure out the sick percent run. A little sneak peek on what he's maybe doing next. For MGS3, it's like a one anything yeah. like a one shot and you're dead kind of thing. Uh, Lime or I don't know how to. I, he's told me Lime how to pronounce meringue. There you go. He's the he did the uh, special items tuxedo category a week ago. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and he also did an arcade stick run a week ago. Yeah, the, so these runs, uh, I'm happy the, the community is doing some of these runs. I really enjoy watching the obscure yeah. uh, kind of speedruns that's different than what everyone else is doing. So that's pretty cool. Uh, what else we got? What's this Peace Walker one? I don't know why. This first ending, new game plus any percent. Uh, uh, the Phantom Pain. Oh, CQC only. This was one year ago. I watched mm -hmm. this from Steg. I don't know if this was 2019 or 2020. That was 2019. But anyway, if you're if you're doing uh, category extension runs, let me know. I'll always be down to watch to watch those. So that's another. Yeah, I mean thing the only one add. I did was the 2P1C for MGS. Yep, and I've seen that one. So those are those are really cool. Funny enough, the 105:47. It's not even a bad time. I just got over the time playing alone. In my last three league match, no, in my in the one against Makarov. Mm -hmm. So it's not a bad time. It's definitely not. But 
we think it's not even the best time we ever achieved. In the UKS G run, we think it was a 104 because, because it was a really decent run. But I let the cutscene after you kill Solidus play out because I wasn't there for like a new PB. I was just there to show off a nice run. Cool, cool. There's a... let me see... Oh, there was a... There was a MGS1 also... Was there an MGS1 two-player one control run? Don't remember. Mm, I don't think no. there is, no. Nope. So just MGS2 is the only one. Okay. Someone do MGS1, yeah. I'll watch that one as well. Okay. okay, now maybe. Do you have any predictions for 2021? 2021, okay, let's go down the list of games. Predictions. Um, <laughs> MGS3 prediction. I think the prediction I have is hardware stuff. If the Xbox is going to, like, I know there's the whole new Xbox and what's going to happen uh mm -hmm. with the load times and if that's going to cut down so that might cut down if some minutes from that run um i mean major... major just let us know 115 in euro and 109 in ve if you get a fox sound rank 115 that would be that'd be awesome 109 ve what's the ve record now let me see v... for xbox he already posted it for the Xbox One. It says 111 on PS3, so that's like two yeah. more minutes of that. Um, um, so that's MGS3. Okay, let's go in chronological, or not chronological, but uh, Saga Order. MGS1, I'm not too in touch with MGS1 to really give you uh, a prediction. Let me see, PC, the most I've kept up with was uh, Console Extreme, and... I don't think many people are running MGS1 at this point. I could be wrong, yeah, but like I've seen. I think could okay. I know one thing which is going on right now is Lime Rang trying to get the console record of Limes. Yes, I saw him grinding for that, but I don't. I don't see him really running that anymore. I saw Jag run it a few times, but Lime retired <laughs> from MGS1. Oh, uh, see, like. Sad. Yeah, That's just, sad. so the the MGS one scene was really going hard for a minute, and now it's like I don't see many people running it. Uh, MGS two, I think this is uh, two things were probably from MGS two. One is the VE record. Uh, Makarov set a one o for MGS two. I don't think one o is with current strats at least is possible, but. I think people could bring it down to a 101.30 or something. Okay. Um, and then you, as far as Euro MGS2, this is another thing where like if the new Xbox can significantly save you time on loads, maybe that's the only thing I could think of. But outside yeah. of that, like no one's really running MGS2 Euro trying to get world record from Limes at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. So that's two. Uh, three, we touched base on a little bit already. Four. Uh, four is just like Jaguar King, and that's it. I think Glenn also runs a little, but that's about it for four. For five, I don't think anyone is running five at this point. <laughs> I uh, mean, Coolman is still running it. 
Well, I'm talking about Phantom Pain only. I don't think OCM is doing five. I think that Joseph and OCM are doing Ground Zeroes though. So Ground mm -hmm. Zeroes, I can see them trying to maybe squeeze out a five to ten second PV. Maybe it's just getting to the point where like <laughs> it's so difficult to to try to beat that time. It's a yeah it's a new game plus perfect self mm -hmm. no kills. I'm it's a 27-37. It might come down to like the milliseconds at one point between those two. Uh, I'd, I'd really like to hope to maybe get to like sub 27-30. I would love to see that one. I know, like if I take one cool man's record and compare it with uh, Jojo, it could be possible because um, OCM did not get a fast landing in one of the... Uh, in in his PB run, mm -hmm. and he also was behind in the he was also behind to Joe's PB on the first two missions. Okay. So it could come down with the perfect run <laughs> to current standards at least. Okay, so I can see that like yeah, sub twenty seven thirty probably is the pushing point unless it comes to newer strats for that game. Yeah. Uh, Peace Walker, I don't really see much involvement. There's like. It's more IL stuff than full game runs of Peace Walker. Mm -hmm. um, but that one's kind of in limbo. Dead. It's a bit dead. <laughs> so for for just myself only, uh, for 2021, I'd like to get a better time across you know all games that I've submitted. But new games, I think I want to try to get into Ghost Babble and then the Acid games. Those are the two new ones besides uh, just improving the, the times I've submitted in previous games. What about your okay. resolution, For Mari? me, it's, def it's definitely getting a better time in 2VE. I want to snack this 103 at one point. This is my big goal for the game. One of them I got, I said, to the end of the E-League, I want to have a 105. I got that one. Mm -hmm. And now I want to push for this 103 at one point. Apart from that, learning another difficulty in 2 Maybe even two, depending on how fast I can learn it. Learning three VE. And get another 2P1C run in. Do you prioritize running a different difficulty in two or three very easy? Mm, I would say another difficulty in two. Okay. And do you are you going to go to easy or normal or any, something different? I guess I will I will skip easy and go to normal. Okay, yeah. Nobody wants to run easy or hard or yeah, extreme. That's it. Nobody wants to run easy, but on the other side, if you run easy, you get used to alerts carrying over and being more careful with all your alerts. That's true, but it's like the 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 difficulties in the middle, like like easy, hard, extreme. Like no one wants to run those. It's either you're gonna go for the fastest and very easy you're gonna go to the top the most difficult in euro extreme or you're just gonna go right in the middle and normal i think uh, we let's see yeah i think we covered everything yeah. i think we did mobile. uh Something mobile we can talk more we'll get into it i don't know much about mobile but we'll see because I'm pretty sure more people will have mobile by the end of 2021. We've went from one person having it to three now. I'm sure more people will, will pick up a Nokia yeah. and, and run that. 
And I think... It would be cool to see. Plywood said it's the fastest Metal Gear game on the boards. Like 20 yep. minutes, some, some change. So we'll see how low that can go. He already found a skip for it in like day one. Mm-hmm. And then you never know what else can be found. And it gets bumped down to like a sub-20 time. All right, Mario, I think we've covered a lot of topics for this show. Yeah, we definitely did. Uh, do you want to give any plugs to your Twitch, to the social media, and what you're, how you're involved in the whole MGSR and everything? Yeah, um, my Twitch, uh, you can actually see it with Mover. Yep, posted it, I'll post can it Can you again. do it? Just... Okay. I'll just... just for me, my chat died. I'll just copy and paste there. Moobots. There you go. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah. Didn't let me... Oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, it hold on, hold on. It did not do the... There you go. <laughs> there you go. It's broken up there into two messages. Go. That's her Twitch link. And if you can't see it, if you're listening to it on the podcast, it's twitch.tv slash Mayuchan. It's M-A-Y-U-U-C-H-A-A-N. Yeah, and on Twitter, my uh, Twitter handle is at KSQueenMayu. Uh, it's not too important. The most important thing is follow Apache on Twitter at Apache Smash. And I can hear him laugh from the other room now. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's got a plug for his Twitter in every single uh, podcast slash recording or like a race or anything that's on the MGSR channel. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's got a plug for his Twitter. Yep. We shall put it in the descriptions at some point. And you're also the part of because... the social media team, right? In MGSR. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, all the social media stuff is handled by a small group uh, led by Apache and Jodo. And other people involved into this are Mel Clan Solid, Dash Randall, myself, Limes, who's handling uh twitter uh, twitter now yeah. twitch and uh, youtube stuff and our newest member iroquois pluskin who also joined our team today so oh, welcome iroquois pluskin to yeah, the team welcome so you were uh you were worried about not talking enough or your whole speech thing and now we've been rambling on for over an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> Funny how that works. That's what I always get. I got it from my other guest as well. It's like you're worried about talking, but then once you start talking about MGS and speedrunning, you can just go on for hours. Yeah, true. All right, well, I'm going to call it a show here. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you, Mayu, for being my guest. Thanks for, for uh, carrying me. this show for this episode. Uh, if you'd like to be involved, there is a uh, link to our discord and the links and application channel so fill that out and you'll be on um the discord is in the chat and if you're listening the discord links in the chat if you're listening to this on a podcast you can actually go to twitch.tv slash metal gear speedrunners and there's the discord invite in the panels below um so next week episode four i will have platonic guy joining us the ve record holder stay tuned for that so thanks for everyone um and we are out bye bye